Well, apparently, he didn't turn my face inside out. And it was scared. My eye was scared. Someone has implanted a mouse in the lid under my left eye. And it was scared. My eye was scared. And I can watch the mouse growing inside my face. Hey, welcome to uh, the Bitter's Pills Dan class. I'm here under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. Hello. How are you? Uh, Hey, it's been raining here. Holy cow. Holy cow. Build an arc. 40 cubits by 80 cubits by 60. uh, You know what I mean. Rain, rain, rain. How have you been? I know it's been a while. I've been very busy, and I'll, I'll try to catch you up on that, won't I? I mean, isn't that really the point of these silly little recordings? Basically, what has to happen is this. You know, because every once in a while, one of my snarky listeners, and you know who you are. You know, they'll send me an email, a little, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, you know, whatever, going, hey, Dan, uh, where's the next show? Well, this is what happens. Uh, I record, let's say I record a show today, okay? We're recording this. This is recording. You know that this is recording. I don't think that should be any surprise to you. Okay, so let's say today's Tuesday, and uh, I'm making a recording. I don't make another recording. Now, I know in theory you'd love to get a recording, you know, every uh, uh, Tuesday. You know, every Tuesday, every uh, Sunday, every Friday, right? Different people have different days. Uh, you know, this guy's on Sunday, this guy's on Friday, blah, blah, blah. And you, I know, part, part of you would think, you know, Dan, could you just seriously get your act together and give me a recording every Wednesday? Because... You know, if this guy's on Sunday and this guy's on Friday, if you could just slide it in there on Wednesday, that that would really be good. And maybe, you know, someday we'll all unionize and you'll get me on Wednesdays. I'll have the Wednesday slot. You know, me and uh, eight other guys, we'll have the Wednesday download slot. I don't know. But here's the problem, because that's what you'd like in theory. And you know what? If I was doing a news show or um, if I was much, uh, you know, more creative, let's say, I could probably pull that off. I would probably, you know, sit down every uh, Wednesday and write a new show or whatever and get it out to you by Friday. It'd be so good. And I, I'd, I'd be so much more together than I really am. But I'm not. See, I'm not. I'm not more together than I really am. But also, there are gigantic limits, honestly, to my creativity. And when I say limits, I, what I mean is that I'm not a creative person. Not really. I like to pawn myself off as being kind of a creative person. The truth is, uh, I'm, I'm not. And so what happens is I record this little thing. So today, I think it's Tuesday. I'm so confused. Yesterday was a national holiday here in the United States, which means my kids had their fourth Monday of 2009 off of school. I can't take it anymore. So let's say I do this on Tuesday. I don't really honestly do another one until something in my life goes straight to hell and then I have something to to, to discuss. Do you understand? Because if I, you know, let's say I record this today and then automatically next Tuesday sit down, uh, you know, I may be right just reading the, you know, who knows? Luckily, life rarely lets me down. 
for more than a week and a half or so. So, so here we are. My lip is all chapped. My lip is chapped because I kind of, I kind of got punched in the mouth the other day. And now it's, basically what happens, you know, when, you know, you know, I studied karate, which is a very stupid thing for a man of my age to do. A pacifist of my age. Really, honestly, you know, as it turns out, now I, I realized something very important the other day, which is, you know, I've studied martial arts on and off my whole, you know, young adult life and a now adult life. But the key to it, I think, in the past has always been that I would quit before the sparring got really serious. And so I just sort of looked at uh, studying martial arts. It's kind of like, you know, serious uh, cardio kickboxing. You know, really, honestly, because, you know, for the most part, until you start kicking the crap out of another human, that's pretty much what it is. You do some extra stretching, you learn some uh, katas or whatever, but really, honestly, it's cardio kickboxing. It's Taibo. Right? Until you're really, until it's two people doing Taibo on each other, it's just Taibo. So the other day, when was it, Saturday, I guess, you know, I accidentally got punched in the mouth. And what happened was the punch, you know, you can take a punch, but what happens if the punch punches you in the mouth and it just happens to be at that angle where it it, kind of, how do I even describe this? It takes your lower lip, curls it inward, and then punctures the lower lip on your canine. Just kind of... Pop like that. If it does that, then you bleed apparently quite a bit. So I spent all day Saturday and we were going to go, uh, we had to go to Ikea, Ikea, to uh, get some legs for a table top. It was a table that my wife, so she can work at a, something that's the right height of a table. Because basically my wife works here at the house. She works for a big company. Well, she works for a subsidiary of a big, huge global company, you know, here out of our bedroom. (laughs) And her computer equipment is on the base of what used to be a changing table. I'm really going off on a tangent. Basically, we were supposed to go out to Ikea, but I can't because I come home and I'm bleeding. My lip is, uh, you know, I look like mush mouth from Fat Albert. It's bad. It's just bad. It's bleeding and it's swollen. I don't know whether to go to the surgeon, you know, the plastic surgeon. It's Saturday. Of course it's Saturday. Who can get a plastic surgeon on a Saturday? I'm calling Tim Coyne because he knows all this uh, sports medicine stuff. I'm, I'm eye chatting with Tim Coyne with a video camera. I'm putting a video camera on my lip. I'm taking iPhone pictures in the parking lot of the public library to email to the plastic surgeon that, that it sewed up tea. I don't know, because when I asked my friend Brom, because he was studying karate, actually, I think in Japan, when he was in Japan. Hey, do you still do that? Nah, too much soft tissue damage. Well, now I know what he's talking about. Who knew that you could puncture your own lower lip? Okay. And the really bad thing is because you don't want to bleed all over the dojo. That's bad form. Apparently, in Japanese culture, it is uh, considered verboten, as we uh, Germans say. It's verboten to bleed in the dojo. Right? If you're going to bleed, you got to kind of try to contain it, really. You don't want, uh, you know, medical waste everywhere. So I kind of felt bad because what you really need to do is you got to, you know, you got to protect the mat. You got to protect your, uh, 
uniform, your partner's uniform, your partner, you don't want to give them a disease or a blood stain. You don't want to do it. Now for me, uh, you know, I took a sabbatical from karate to study Kung Fu. And I'm going to be really honest about something because this is about how deep I really actually am. Um, one of the reasons that I stopped, you know, I didn't go back to learning karate and I wanted to study Kung Fu is because in Kung Fu, you wear black. Now, I know that's not very Zen of me and it's not very whatever, Wing Chun, Kung Fu. It's not very uh, Shotokan, uh, Eagle Crane, whatever. But listen, I'd rather wear black than all white. I would. I'd rather wear black. Is that so bad? If you see me, 99 times out of 100, I'm wearing a black shirt, maybe a brown shirt, a brown shirt over a black shirt, a black jacket over a brown shirt, a brown jacket over a black shirt. I'm a, uh, right? When do you see me walking around in white pajamas? Never. So there's always an element of me that's a very self-conscious whenever I'm in my little, uh, you know, uh, uh, gi. Because I'm all, I'm an all white and that's just like, it's honestly the most unnatural thing in the world for me to be wearing. If I could wear it, no, it would have to be dyed gray and, you know, like with Doc Martens. I mean, I don't, you know, for it to be enough of a suit of armor for me to really feel cozy, who knows? And then also, really, part of it too, maybe, is that I have an armpit. I have two armpits and I don't know if we're all clear on this, humans. By and large, each have two arms. You at least start out, generally speaking, with two arms, uh, ergo two armpits. And one of my armpits, when I perspire, normal perspiration comes out. And then the other one comes this uh, toxic, nuclear, uh, ever-staining, I don't know what's going. I, honestly, I don't know. Maybe I over-deodorize that one. And, and, and then there's some weird perspiration, uh, you know, Procter and Gamble product meshing chemical reaction thing stain thing. As I went through this phase of wearing white undershirts, and then I realized that I, you know, I can't, I can't do it because it's too embarrassing to do laundry where half the shirt is, you know, beige. Well, I noticed because what happens really what the karate gi is for. You know, you go in there and you. You know, you start and then you immediately start exercising and you pretty much don't stop for, uh, you know, however long, 20 minutes or whatever. And you take a five minute break and then you do this other stuff for that. And you do it. so it ends up being for me about an hour and a half of like Niagara-esque perspiration. And so the gi really is, you wear the gi because you cannot work out nude and the perspiration has to have somewhere to go. So you're basically wearing just kind of like a big sweat rag with a colored belt around it. Well, you know, because I'm bald especially, so I've got, you know, sweat on my head. i got to wipe it on the sleeves. I'm wiping my hands on the chest. I'm wiping my head on the arms. I'm, I'm Right? And, and basically, at least half of it is turning quickly beige. Now, no one seems to notice, but I notice. And then one day, my friend says, you know, you've got a big... If you got a stain on your thing, I can't, maybe it's just the light. It was very cool about it, but it was like, no, okay, now I know. Now I know I'm not going crazy, and I've got a big beige nuclear sweat stain on my left. I, I look like some sort of yin and yang symbol because I'm half white and half this thing, this whatever. But every karate school has a patch. 
You know what I mean? An embroidered patch, the the emblem of the school that they they sew onto these uniforms. You've seen. You see, you saw Karate Kid. You know, even though even the bad guys, although I had black uniforms, do Karate people wear black? You know, they had the Cobra Kai thing, embroidered thing, right on the. So we have this embroidered thing now. I don't. I I need to bleach the gi. What I would love to do is take this ridiculous thing, put it in a bucket, fill the bucket with bleach, wait about you know half an hour, and then pull it out and rinse it and, and wash it and dry it, and, and I'd have a nice white gi. But then I'd also have a nice white patch. Well, actually, not white. It kind of turns this weird uh, beige, oddly enough. So, I don't want a beige patch, and I'm freaking out because it's way too big a stain for a bleach pen. It is obviously, it's a soaker situation. So, my wife has the idea, take the patch off. Now, this never occurred to me because it seemed, you know, kind of sacrilegious to take the patch off. But what, she's like, well, do, just take the patch off. And then bleach your ghee, do your violent bleaching action, and then go to the, the, you know, what do you call it, dry cleaner, and give a guy five bucks to sew it back on. So I'm like, baby, you're right. I just got to take the patch off, bleach the ghee, sew the patch back on $5. Here we go. Because a new uniform is about 50 bucks. You're not going to do that, right? So for $5, rip. Bleach, back on, good to go. So I took the patch off, you know, again with hesitation. Bleach the ghee. The ghee looks like, uh, uh, you know, it looks like 50 bucks. It really does. It looks fantastic. But I'm a nervous wreck now because I got to take my karate uniform to some person that I, you know, I don't have things sewn on to other things all the time. Do you do that? Do you go around having patches sewn on things? No. This is not a, a usual, right? Well, I finally find a place that they say they can do it. And I couldn't go to class. Class, there's no, there, for some reason I had a big span in there so they could keep it. They kept it. They did it. I picked it up. Because I didn't want anyone to know that I'd done it. I didn't, there's something, I don't know, maybe no one even cares. I didn't, I, just the idea of taking this patch off. So when I dropped the uniform off, I'm like, listen, this is where it goes, Right? There's even a, there's a ring where it used to be. See the ring with the holes, the sewing holes? That's where it goes. This is the top. This is the bottom. Have it go like this. I don't want anyone to know. I just want to have a stainless gi. So I go to pick it up and I look at it. It looks great. They even pressed the gi a little bit so they could sew it on nicely. So it's all pressed. I've bleached the hell out of it. It's on perfectly. It's perfectly centered. Uh, I like this. I can't. This is fantastic. And I, I, I look at it on the inside, and the guy sewed it on with black thread. Now, why could he have not used white thread? Now, the black thread is because it goes around the border. I understand. But the white thread, you know, like it was before, the white thread would just go inside the border, and it wouldn't show through the inside of the uniform when it's all coming loose because I'm sweating so much, jackass. This entire uniform is white. It's white except for the patch and now your threads, jackass. Why are you doing this to me? So I really get to, I, I mean, you know, 
So now I'm, every time I have on these white pajamas that I, and again, I, I don't like wearing white. I don't want to wear a white shirt. I, whenever I wear a white shirt, I, as fast as I can, I put a black suit over it and a tie and I cinch up the suit. I just, there's something, I don't want to wear a white shirt. I don't. Black thread. Are you? Okay. So that isn't even, you know, that isn't even what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you so much. And yet, nothing at all. So, okay, so, do you ever have a twitch in your eye? You ever, do you ever, every once in a while, I get a twitch in my eye. Now, it's one of those, you know, it's like uh, Clouseau's boss in the Pink Panther, the real Pink Panther movies. The Peter Sellers, what did you think? You didn't think I meant, you didn't think I meant Steve Martin, did you? No, no, jeez. Oh my God. How long have you been listening to these little, uh, whatever they are? And you, even for a microsecond, thought I meant the Steve Martin Pink. No, the real Pink. You know the real Pink Panther movies with the real Peter Sellers? You know his real boss, the inspector or whatever, the commissioner, whatever? And he would go crazy and he'd start developing that little nervous tick in his eyeball. And he couldn't. And he was like, Clouseau. And he's like, twitch, twitch, twitch. Well, uh, you know, have you ever had one of those? Now, I don't know if it's. Every once in a while, there's a nerve in my eye that begins to die. But I will get, uh, uh, you know, uh, an eye twitch. A twitching in my lower, now let's be very clear here. Okay, you have your big eyelid, right? Your big eyelid that goes up and down all the time, all day long, except when you sleep. It goes up to open your eyes and close. But, but you know, it, it has to have something to seal against. And that's your lower lid, right? Now, I guess I'd probably go insane if it was my upper lid, so I should count my little blessings here. But I, everyone, and it's once in a great while, but the other day, what was it, last, a uh, couple Thursdays ago by now, wow, it's been that long, because we spoke, and then it was like the next day since we last talked. I, I got a twitch in my left lower eyelid, okay? And it's driving me because you can't think about it because you can't ting, there it is and you can't ting and you can't think about it because as soon as you think about it, then it's going to ting happen all day long. And you got to push it. You push, you touch, you touch it, you're pushing, you're rubbing. You're like, if you're going to die, die. If you're going to live, live. But just can you ting, stop with the ting and then rubbing and I'm rubbing and I'm begging my eye. I'm actually, I'm actually groveling. My to my own eye is that? Can you even do that? Grovel, grovel, rub, rub, rub like this. You can't even see me rubbing. I'm rubbing my eye right now in what is, from my point of view, a clockwise, and then I'm counterclockwise. Please ting, stop ting. You drive me ting crazy ting. And because part of me is such a wimp, you know, I immediately, uh, sort of, you know, I can't go to karate tonight. That's when it was. It was Thursday. It was Thursday. It was a cry. Like, I can't go to karate with my tinging eye. I can't do it because it's bad enough. I'm wearing white from head to toe. I'm wearing, I mean, this is how bad it is. This is, listen, this is how badly I'm, and I don't know what, what it is that makes, uh, you know, Europeans want to learn martial arts. I, I really don't. And I mean, you know, you're people of European, I don't understand because, uh, okay. I hate wearing white, but also, you know what the other thing is you, you can't wear shoes. And I hate being barefoot. So now I'm in, I'm all white. I hate being barefoot. That is enough. I, I'm all white. I'm all in white. I'm white. I'm so pasty. I'm in white. I'm barefoot. And then I got to exercise. I mean, that, I'm sorry, is it's automatically three strikes before I even get in the car to drive over there. 
So to have the ting in the ting, I ting, it's just too much. So I'm already starting to convince myself that I shouldn't go. Like, don't, because, and you're going to, and ting, and you're going to, blah, blah. Well, I'm finally actually old enough and semi-rational enough to know that as soon as I start convincing myself that I shouldn't go, that's when I really have to go very badly. Because I get really wound up to the point where it's really actually the only thing that keeps me from uh, leaving this house forever. Honey, I'm going out for cigarettes. You don't smoke. Work with me. Bye. So that night I went, uh, you know, I went to the dojo and I'm in my pajamas and my bare feet and I'm, you know, ting, ting, ting. And we're pushing up and sitting and punching and blocking and we're doing all that stuff. And then at the end of class, well, not the end of, you know, the last thing we do then is our sparring. Now, this is before my lip situation. So I'm just happily, naively sparring. And, um. You know, the guy who's in charge for the evening, the, the, you know, the grandmaster's not there for whatever reason. So it's one of the, the more, 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 more senior black belts. Okay. And, um, you know, we spar for a minute and then we rotate, we spar for a minute, we rotate, you know what I mean? You kind of, you kind of mix it up. So it's, we've been at it for a little while and now I'm sparring with this senior, 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 um, Black belt, okay? Now listen, I stink. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay? I stink at sparring. Okay? If you ever threaten me, I'm going to give you a look. I'm going to give you that look like I'm going to punch a hole through your chest, but but honestly, I'm really bad at sparring. Okay? But this guy can teach me something. He's one of the really senior, senior black belts. You learn something from, from everyone you would ever do anything like that with. Now, what he does is... He will kind of punch at you, and you think he's done, and then he keeps punching. This is the same punch. You understand? It's not like he's going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's like one, uh, you know, one A, one B, one C, one. You know, like the same punch is following you around like this laser guided missile, and you're trying to dodge it, but it's the same, and you're blocking the same punch over and over and over. And so he punches at you like twice, and you're exhausted. So I'm getting tired, but I'm trying to like learn. And he's, you know, he, he, listen, he's not trying to kick my ass or anything. You know what I'm saying? But every once in a while, I, my, I have a bad stance. He just kind of like gives me a little tap and I practically fall over. You know, that kind of thing. I took it in the abs. I'll, I'll admit it. But it, it keeps, it's, he keeps doing this like, and you think I learned this like one, one A, one B. I'm talking about, so I, I'm exhausted. And I don't know, maybe he's not even keeping track of time because we're only supposed to be going you know, in, with our partner for like a minute. And it feels like it's been like five minutes. And my arms, uh, like, am I, am I, are there weights now on my wrists? Because I, I can't, I'm getting tired. And I'm sweating and I'm trying to catch my breath. And he's coming again with the one, two, three, four, eighteen punch, punch. And I'm like, okay, I'm blocking. I'm still blocking. Oh my God, you just hit me right in the eye. Now, when you are hit in your eye, apparently it hurts. But what it really 
feels like is not pain, but just freaky, freaky, freaky sensation that you just don't want to have. Because he didn't punch me in the eye and I went, oh my gosh, that hurts so much. He punched me. And again, he didn't do it on purpose. I'm not exactly doing it. Okay. But the fist went in my eye and I just kind of went, hey, it feels like his fist is turning my face inside out. And it feels like as my face is turning inside out, my contact lens is being dislodged and I'm not wearing contact lenses. I think I had better check and make sure that my eyeball is still contained within the confines of the eye socket because there is a chance that everything is just kind of helter-skelter all over my uniform, the floor, his knuckle. I I have no idea what's going on. So I kind of say, oh, hold on a second, because I need to check to see if my ears are touching in the front. I don't know. I have no idea what's happened. Well, apparently he didn't turn my face inside out and and my eye was still in place but it was very watery and it was scared my eye was scared the rest of me was fine the rest of me was kind of in uh csi you know just sort of like uh check the wound mode because i don't really it's a lot of times i don't freak out right away about stuff like this very much just like okay his pulse seems to be elevated slightly but only slightly with the eye still in the side right, right but my eyes like please don't spar again Well, we're done sparring now. We're done. Everyone's done. We're now done sparring. Not because I got hit in the eye. It's just time to be done. So we're like, okay, take off your protectors and let's clean up. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, seriously, is my eye in? I mean, I just felt it, but I got, yeah. Yeah, so I go over the, I go over to the mirror. I go over to the mirror and it looks like someone has implanted a mouse in the lid under my left eye. And I can watch the mouse growing inside my face. My eye is not bleeding. It is moving. It's moving in concert with the other eye. If I go left, everybody goes left, everybody goes right, everybody goes left, up, down. Yep, oh, yep. now listen, I, okay, but I don't want to stare at it too much because I don't want to seem like a baby. But I am definitely a baby with some sort of mouse-sized sack of water, self-defense, scared eyeballs, something going on, on my face. And then my my mind just turns to the new people because there's a couple. There's like there's like a new woman. This you know little woman, like twenty-some-year-old teacher woman, cute little woman. It's her first week. And like a like a fourteen year old kid, and I'm like, don't, don't, you know what? Keep your face away from them because they're they're gonna run. Because a fourteen year old kid and a woman, they don't want to think that someone's gonna punch their eye in into that condition.
Well, I go home uh, and show my wife who says, and I quote, oh my God. And then she says, oh, Hudson will be so proud. But as I'm driving home to show my wife, to have her go, (laughs) I realized that, you know, usually I don't go into the kid's school. Usually I just drop them off and drive away, drop them off, drive away five days a week over and over and over. Except for uh, the next day, because the next day is uh, a gung-hei fat choy day. The next day is the day that I have to go in there and be in an assembly because Princess T is going to sing some gung-hei fat choy happy new year song with my black eye. So the next day, there's, you know, Melissa and me in the bathroom. She's putting makeup on my eye to try to deaden it. It's still swollen, but now it is black and blue. Black and blue and red. It looks like some somebody in a, some kind of special effects makeup class has done a horrible, horrible job on their thesis project. And we're trying to, you know, because I don't, I basically, it's not a vanity thing. I don't care if I have a black eye. I really don't. I don't want to, I don't want to discuss it. I don't mind having it. I don't want, do you understand? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it to people that I don't see that much. I mean, if they, you know, people at the karate school, that's one thing. The parents even, I don't care. Something about it at the school, school, I just say, uh, oh, what happened to your eye? Oh, I, oh, really? You do? Oh, you have a bunch of, uh, go, 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 go. I don't want, I, please. So I go to the school with the with the the makeup and everything. Ten seconds into my being there, the entire fourth grade knows that Hudson's dad has a black eye. And they're disappointed because with all that makeup on, it actually does not look that bad. So now I have a black eye. My face does feel like it's been, you know, folded in half. I'm swollen. I'm black and blue. I, I'm in drag. And I'm disappointing all of Hudson's friends because the the black eye that he's bragging about doesn't actually look that bad. But you know what? I'll tell you this. My eyelid hasn't twitched since. So as an epilogue, lips are chapped. I told you that my lips are chapped, right? Because, well, because I, so I had the black eye and I popped, then, then I, that was last Thursday. Then this Saturday we just had, I punctured it on someone's, my lip on someone's fist against my canine. And I guess it's healing, but it's all chapped because I've been babying it so much. So anyway, so, um, I had to go to this business meeting, you know, being the podcasting, uh, what am I again? A podcast master? What am, what's my story? You know, uh, I, we're taking a meeting, you know what I mean? Jacket media, taking a meeting, Tim Coyne, Dan class in a meeting. I just, we had a serious meeting at a deli, which in LA, honestly, that's where you have meetings. You have meetings at Jerry's deli in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, whatever. Is that Beverly Hills? Not really. What, what is that? You know, it's a very L.A. place to meet. We're going to meet at Jerry's Deli. We're going to meet a prospective client. 
which means I get, you know, got to get all uh, torqued up about um, what I wear, you know, because I can't, I, for somehow I didn't plan ahead. And so, all my, you know, I have these sweaters that I wear now, you know, the sweaters that only zip down like uh, four inches and maybe the collar sticks up a little in the back. I like those. What are those called? Do they have a name? Girls? Anyone? Bueller? Well, for whatever reason, now I ruined one of them with uh, some bleach one day. You know, like with Lysol, with bleach, I accidentally got it on my finger and then it was on the, and then, you know, there's 50% of my wardrobe gone. And the other ones, I, I guess I hadn't kept, so I had to f- put on a dress shirt, which I hate, it wasn't white. And, um, but I don't, again, I still have a black eye at this point and I don't, I mean, what do you do? Do you walk into a business meeting and you go, hey, listen, by the way, I've got a black eye, okay? First rule of Fight Club, can we not? And then you just get on with it, ha, 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 ha. Or do you just put a lot of makeup on it and they think you wear a lot of makeup? I, you know, what, what's the protocol when you're trying to walk that street brawler executive line? So Melissa and I, you know, we put a little makeup on it again. Because it worked, you know, worked to disappoint the fourth grade. Uh, why wouldn't it work at Jerry's Deli? So we put the makeup on and I put a shirt on and I don't tuck it in because I guess we're not doing that. Even though the shirt really kind of needs to be tailored and it's a little too blousy, but doesn't. You know, If Melissa says we're not tucking, we're not tucking. Now, the shoes... Uh... I don't really have a pair of shoes that I love right now. I have these boots that I sometimes wear that look like shoes with you put your pants over them, you know what I mean? And then I have shoes that are a little too workman looking maybe for this kind of meeting. I, you know, you just don't know. What, what's the shoe protocol for this Jerry's meeting? I, I'm not sure. So I don't want to wear the ones with the big like almost hiking boot sole even though, you know, I could have. I'm going to wear my boots that look like shoes when you put pants on them, right? But they need to be polished. Perfect timing because I just at the grocery store picked up one of those things. Listen, I'm not my dad and I'm going to get out the solid waxy shoe polish and sit on the floor on a Sunday night polishing and waxing my shoes and doing all that and buffing them with the brush and the baby diaper and all that. No, it's not going to happen. So I got one of those things. It's basically it's a little bottle of polish, like liquid polish with a sponge on it. And then you just turn it upside down and you rub the sponge on the shoe and it puts a little thing on there and then you just rub it and you're done. Right? So that's what I want to do. And I want to do it quickly because now it's starting to get late because I got to go to Kinko's first. Okay? I got to go to Kinko's before this meeting. I got to go to Kinko's and then go to the meeting. So I'm in a bit of a hurry. So I take the the boots and I put them on the washing machine because the... Uh, the polish is in the cabinet right up above, kind of above and to the left of the dryer. So I put, and I know I should put newspaper down, I know, but I didn't. I put the shoes down and I get out the thing, but the the polish is not coming out and it's not polishing, it's brand new. And I look at it and because I think maybe you got to unscrew the spongy part and then start something, rip something off, peel thing, right? No. So it says, you know, just put this on your shoe and push, give a little squeeze and you're good to go. So I, I flip it over. I put it on the toe of the boot. I push down and I give it a little squeeze and nothing's happening. 
and I'm rubbing and I'm kind of gently squeezing and there's no polish coming out. I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing a shoe that needs to be polished with a white sponge, basically. And I'm rubbing and why don't we squeeze? And I start to kind of get a little PO'd and I squeeze maybe a little too hard. And black shoe polish pours out of the bottle all over the boots and down into the washing machine. Yeah, on the boots, on the door, the lid of the... And into, into the washing machine. I opened the lid of the washing machine to see, and it got all over my karate uniform. Epilogue 2. This, this won't mean anything to most of you. So, so when I went down to Kinko's, this isn't a real epilogue. This is just something I'm telling you. This isn't the part of the show. This is an extra thing that I'm telling you because I don't want to not tell you, but I don't want to wait till next time because it's not worth waiting because it's not a thing. So, so I'm at Kinko's and I need to get some stuff printed that look nice. You know, my printer can't do it. So I'm waiting at Kinko's for the guy to do my thing. And there's another guy there who's also getting something printed. Guy about my age. African-American guy, black, uh, uh, what do you, uh, bald, shaved, bald head. And he's chatting with the counter guy, and I'm just standing there waiting because I'm tired and bored, and I don't like to chit-chat because I just don't because it's me. This is no shock to you. Please don't act shocked. But the bald guy, the customer guy, uh, and the, the other guy, they're talking about Chris Brown. I guess he's a famous rapper. Or is he an actor? He's a rapper, right? And he beat up his girlfriend, who's Rihanna, who's also this hot young thing. And, and they're kind of joking about how famous guy... First of all, no guy should beat up a girl. But if you're a famous guy, you really shouldn't beat up your girlfriend. And then if your girlfriend is famous, and maybe even more famous than you, then you really shouldn't beat her up. And we're, and then so they kind of drag me into the conversation. So we're all like joking about, ah, ha, 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 ha. You know, you really can't do that. You really can't beat your you know your girl. And then he's saying like, yeah, and we can't. So we the, so then the guy, the bald guy, this African-American bald guy and I, we start joking because the other guy has to go print our stuff, right? So we're like, ah, ha, ha. So I say to him, you know, we can't even do that. Like, just being regular guys that no one even knows. Like, we're not even famous. But, like, famous guys, guys that have been in the spotlight, they can't do stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's like it's a microscope, man. They know everything you do. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've got it. if we can't get it, you know, just a couple guys in Kinko's, completely anonymous guys, then, um, you know, what the hell? Right? He's like, yeah. So he gets his stuff and he goes. And as he's walking away, I'm like, God, you know, that guy, he must be an actor or something because he seems so familiar, but I cannot place the face. And I'm going through my actor Rolodex in my head and I'm, I, I got nothing. He's not an actor, I don't think, because it's, you know. So I get my printing and I go to leave and he hasn't left yet. He, he, he made a move, but then someone's cornered him over in the photocopier center. It's one of the employees and he's speaking to this guy in kind of a reverent tone. Do you understand what I mean? Kind of like, oh, yes. Yes, sir. Uh-huh, 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 right? Well, then a bell goes off in my head. Ding, 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 ding. Dan? Yes, brain? That's Jerome. Who's Jerome, brain? You know, Jerome from the time. Jerome, get me a mirror. That Jerome, that's Jerome. Dan, that's Jerome. Benton, that's Jerome from the time. What time is it? 
Oh, somebody gave me a mirror. Jungle love. That's Jerome, man. You were just talking to Jerome. You love the time. Morris Day and the time. Jungle love and the burr. Gigolos get lonely too. What time is it with C-O-O-L? What's that spell? Cool. We're cool. That's Jerome Benton from the time. You just stood there and had a five-minute conversation with Jerome Benton from the time about how he's not famous. All right, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. I appreciate your supportage. That's a new French word that I'm working on. Uh, I've decided it's too hard to coin words in English, so now I'm working on other languages. So, supportage. Merci pour votre supportage. Would it really be votre, though, if we're this close? Do you speak French? Merci pour tu supportage. Répétez. Écou- no, 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 sorry. Écoutez et répétez. Merci pour tu sabotage. All right, bitter as pill, dance class. Y- you know the drill. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, give me a call sometime to be on, you know, 206-309-0130. This is last week's show, so I'm going to come back at you as soon as I can. We're gonna, we're, I'm working on this big project with Melissa uh and uh other stuff and other stuff so but i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to you maybe on the weekend maybe saturday are you available can we do this on saturday okay all right thank you thank you merci pour du supportage The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, jacketmedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.